Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey, and welcome to episode number 27. Thank you guys for joining me. As always, I get my podcast started with reading a recent review from somebody who has left a five-star rating and a written review on the podcast app over in Apple iTunes. So I'm going to get that out of the way and then dive into today's topic, which is all about investing in ourselves. And, um, and I'm really, really looking forward to giving you some information this week about that. So let me have a look. I am always so grateful to you guys. I say this every week. (laughs) Um, but today I'm going to read a really short and sweet one, but something that I really, really appreciated. So this is from Nicole B maths tutor. So let's just call her Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. So her five-star rating and review goes like this. Phenomenal. Thank you, Jess, for sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Your recent podcast, Everyone is Going Through Something, that's number 26, really hit home for me. You've helped me reflect on my current challenges in a different light. I appreciate that you've made your podcast so intimate and personable. This particular episode has really hit home for me. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. I totally appreciate you taking the time to go in there and give me the rating and review. You you guys doing that really, really helps more people hear and see what's going on in the world of the Abundance Hub and the podcast. So um, this week I wanted to chat to you guys about something and it's something that I have had on my list for a while. And to be honest, you know, the title kind of says it all women who invest in themselves go further, but it should really be people, people who invest in themselves go further. Um, because I know I've got male listeners now. And, um, originally when I started this, I don't think I really thought about that, but I know that there's a lot of men tuning in these days. So thank you to all the guys that are tuning in too, but people who invest in themselves go further. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this today. I thought it was a really good topic and I thought, you know what, it would be something that would be really beneficial to come back to if you are having a bit of a moment and you're, you're not, um, you're not easily getting to a point where you can value yourself, then hopefully this episode will become something you can come back to when you need a little bit of reminding. And I know that for me, when I created my online course, um, my edu- my coaching education, which is based online. So basically if you can't afford to have me as a one-on-one coach, you can go and you can download and purchase my nine week online education, online coaching course. And one thing that I did with that is I made every single module, um, something that people could come back to because the truth is, you know, when we're on this development journey, whether we're developing ourselves personally or professionally, we're going to learn things. And sometimes we're going to forget what we've learned, or sometimes we're going to revert back to behavior that we're really used to. And so I, um, I always want you guys to download and save these and subscribe so that you can come back to these when you need them most. And so I really wanted to come to you with this, with this topic. And, and uh, to be honest, I, I was kind of putting it off. And the main reason I was putting it off is because I felt as though if I, if I was talking about people investing in themselves, you may see it as me coming across salesy, like women who invest in themselves go further, please come to my retreat or please buy my 
module-based training online, you know, my module-based coaching. Um, Hire me as your coach and mentor. But the truth is, guys, you know what I do. You know where to find me. Um, So it definitely isn't. It definitely isn't that. But I I had a moment there where I was like, oh, is that going to come across like an underlying tone of, I'm trying to sell you something. And of course I have an income to earn, but no, this is not what it's about. And I just thought I'd clear that up because when I, when I come to you with things, it really is because it's a lesson that I've learned. And I actually, oh, where is it? I'm going to bring it up literally. Oh, you're going to have to excuse me while I bring this up on my phone. I'm going to bring it up because it was a really good quote. And I saw this not long ago. And I know that a lot of you from last week's podcast had um, had reached out to me and said, wow, Jess, like that was really, really personal and it was a bit raw. And, and it was, to be honest, it was hard for me to record that podcast because being someone who's a coach and a mentor, it's a little bit nerve wracking admitting that you're you know, you're going through a hard time or that you're having struggles. And I think one thing I just want you guys to know is that everybody has ups and downs. It's part of life. And really the only thing I'm doing is trying to shed light and be really open and honest around the fact that it doesn't matter how far along in life we get, there will always be ups and downs. So it's not so much about having the ups and downs. It's so, it's more about how you handle them. And anyway, so it was funny because sharing that last week, number 26, I was a bit like, oh, I'm really, I'm really hoping everyone loves it, but I just didn't know. And then, you know, when things pop up on your social media or somewhere and you see a sign or you see something that really speaks to you. And I, I saw this quote and I'm going to, I'm going to post it soon, but It said, tell the story of the mountain you climbed. Your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. And I was just like, fuck, that is so, so hit the nail on the head. Because I just honestly, I just felt like without sharing where I was at at the time I was at and the truth I was at, I just felt like there was a little bit of me that wasn't giving you my authentic self. And the amount of people that reached out and said, you know what, I'm actually having a really hard time with something as well. Um, And just to know I'm not the only one is so refreshing. And it's just so, it kind of lifts a weight off your shoulders. But yeah, so tell the story of the mountain you climbed, your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, This is why I do what I do. So I'm going to talk to you today about investment, investing in yourself. And one of my favorite quotes is women who invest in themselves go further. In fact, I use it in the promotional and marketing materials around my retreats. And um, the fact of the matter, there is no truer statement than that. I, um, I went for so long in my young adult years, not understanding what that really meant. So, you know, when people think about investment, it often means money. Now, investing in yourself financially is even more of a big deal than the smaller things. But the thing is, is that a lot of people aren't taught to invest in themselves. But the thing is, is that that taking the time to invest in yourself will honestly be the best return on investment strategy you can make. Because when you're learning new skills and developing yourself personally or professionally in your career, when you give yourself time and you invest in building your confidence and in building your intelligence, when you read more, you attend seminars and workshops, you invest time in your health, um, you maybe hire a coach or a mentor, when you actually go out of your own way to invest in yourself, number one, you're, you're, you're actively telling the universe, look, I need new skills because what I'm working with currently is not, is not really working for me. It's not a hundred percent where I'm meant to be, or I'm trying to get somewhere, but I don't know if I've got the skills required to get there. So that's what I mean about investing in yourself, right? But a lot of people definitely see the word investment and it's like, oh, I don't think I'm worth it. I don't think I'm worthy. 
So for me, um, years and years ago, I wasn't, I wasn't brought up in a, in a family or with a culture around investing in yourself. So there wasn't this, there wasn't a, I had never seen my parents go to like a seminar or a workshop or anything like that outside of their jobs, which I didn't really know what my dad did. He was, he was a sales manager. So obviously there was, there was internal stuff where they would have helped and educate and helped their staff and their managers learn better skills. But outside of that, it just wasn't a thing that happened in our family. So I remember once, I think my mum went to a yoga retreat or a silent retreat or something like that. I think it was silent because I remember thinking, and I think I was about 18 by that stage, but I remember thinking like, why on earth would you pay to go somewhere and be quiet? <laughs> that would be my idea of a nightmare. But um, <laughs> but up until, you know, from a, from a young age, from, from an early age, investing in, in ourselves wasn't really something that we were, that was that was focused on. Um, and you know, there may be, there may be a number of reasons for that, but the thing was, is that I wasn't brought up in a culture that encouraged it. And one thing that I, I remember when I, when I was around, or oh, it was probably I'm trying to think 17 or 18 when I first got my license. And I think I've said this before, but I, I remember I was I was in my car and my, my boyfriend was, he was becoming a real estate agent. And so he had all these tapes, um, personal development tapes that he got from the office. And I was like, Oh, let me listen to those. And I just, it was so foreign to me to do something for myself. Like just the thought, the notion of like investing in yourself, like, wow, what? I'm going to do that. I'm not just going to do what everyone does. So, um, I started listening to these tapes and I remember like at this point in time, I really wanted to quit a job that I had or I wanted a pay rise. And I remember there was this really solid advice around like, don't make a threat that you're not willing to follow through with. And I remember I really didn't like that advice at the time. And anyway, I didn't love it, but I took it on board and I realized that I wasn't going to threaten something I didn't want. Cause I had thought to myself, I would just threaten to quit if they didn't give me the money I wanted. Um, but what I realized over many years, it's probably only been in my thirties that I've really started to actively invest in myself. But what I realized, especially when I was younger is that now looking back is that there wasn't a culture that I was in that showed me that as human beings, we are worth it. We are worth the time. We can get better. There is more out there. Um, it was, and this is never, ever, just so we're clear, a slam on my upbringing. Um, it's just, it is what it is, right? Um, so for me, I have actively thought about this a lot and I've been like, well, I want Scarlett to, and, and Leo, but Leo is still a bit young, but I want Scarlett to see that it is good to try harder. It is good to look outside the square. It is good to save your money and go do stuff that you want to do, to learn, to upskill, to invest in yourself. Um, and so for me, the fact was even just little things like getting a massage, it just wasn't anything that I'd ever really thought about doing for a lot of my, especially pre 30. I never really thought about doing a lot of that stuff. Um, what I realized though, is that in, I'm just trying to think about the best way to say that, but in the fact that I didn't love myself, I didn't feel I was worthy and trust me, I know you guys feel the same way. I, um, I used to just be happy. I was, there's nothing really wrong. I was just like, yeah, everything's cool. I'll just keep living this life. The fact was, is I was in, and this is also just about life cycles, but I was in a stage and a phase where I just honestly was just happy cruising along, which is good. But there comes a point in everyone's life 
I definitely feel that for females, it's after they've had one or two children and it's between the age of 30 and 40, more like around 34 to 38, where we have a moment where we go, you know what? I'm not good with this anymore. I've done this. This has served me, but I'm not good with this anymore. I need more out of my life. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling happy. There's nothing necessarily wrong, but I'm not getting out of life what I feel I should. And for me, what that come down to was just not valuing myself, not loving myself, not thinking I was worthy enough. And overall feeling like I had set myself up to live a life that was really mediocre. And Honestly, there was a point there where it scared me. It scared me so much. Um, it was it was crazy, to be honest. Um, but what I what I think happens, and this is kind of what I want to talk to you guys about. What I think happens is that when we're in that state, and I know that a lot of you guys are out there out there are in this state because when people when I ring people, when someone wants to come to a retreat or come to do coaching with me, I will ring people and I'll say, let's have a chat and let me know what's gotten you interested in attending. I want to get to know who you are. And so many people are just like, oh, I'm just not happy. I'm just not fulfilled. Um, I just feel like there should be more, more out there for me. But the problem is, is that what I feel is that we, a lot of us set ourselves up for this mediocre and then we start to really convince ourselves that that is the life we're meant to have, or this is the way it's been carved out for us, you know, like versus you carved it out, you chose, you have put yourself in the position you're in. Like, yeah, unlucky if you, no, I shouldn't even say unlucky less fortunate if you were born in a country that's living in poverty in terms of opportunity, but more fortunate in terms of other things, right? In terms of connection and love and family bonds. But then if we were brought, if we were born in Australia or the U S or the UK or most, most places where there's running water and electricity, like you've picked the way your life has turned out. And for me, when I finally realized that, when I finally realized like, Hold on a minute, Jess, you're responsible for this. No, it's, it wasn't your husband. You couldn't blame him. It wasn't your upbringing. You couldn't blame that. It wasn't the ex-boyfriend. It wasn't the kids. It wasn't the fact that something else you didn't like happened. You can blame on, right? So then it, then it came back to Jess is responsible for this reality, just like you guys are. And so when I had that realization I knew that at that point in time, I had a decision and it was either continue this road or start investing in myself because there was nothing else that was going to get me out of my own way. So, you know, we, we can go through life feeling like we're not happy and we're not fulfilled. So we can look for things to, and this is what most people do. And this is why most people believe they can't afford to invest in themselves. They go through life saying, oh, I'm not happy and I'm not this and I don't earn enough and my kids and my husband and the fact that I'm single and this and that, all these things have happened and now I'm here in this shitty situation. And then they go and they look for really um, quick fix, short-term satisfaction stuff that will make them feel happy. I see it every time I go out on the weekend. Um, not that I'm judging the, gra- the greater public, but people love going to cafes, right? People love going to cafes. How many times have you been in a line at a cafe and you see someone's card decline? For me, it happens a lot. I don't know why. It's not my card. My card doesn't decline. I see people's cards decline. I think it's the universe reinforcing to me that I am correct in saying that because people will go out and spend a hundred dollars on like brekkie for a couple. Right. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I fucking love like going out and getting the breakfast and the extra bacon and the halloumi and the coffee and the juice 
and a dessert for breakfast because why not, right? So I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to do that. But what I feel is that a lot of people really hinge their happiness on that little thing that's going to happen on the weekend. But after after a certain period of time, there's only so many like exorbitantly priced avocado on toast and $5 poached eggs you can buy that are going to make you happy. And then, you know, we, we turn to shopping, for example, or we turn to like getting something, making ourselves look better, getting our hair done or getting our nails done, whatever it is. And what happens is a lot of that stuff, all of it really, it's all short-term satisfaction stuff. So it's all stuff that makes us feel happy now. And so for me, I was in, I was in that mode. I was in that mode of like, yeah, we're living the life. We're having all the things, but deep down what I was doing is I was scapegoating my, um, I was scapegoating the fact that I needed to admit that I wasn't valuing myself enough to invest heavily. And so when I finally made the switch, I remember the first couple of times I started to invest in myself, I found it really confronting. Um, the reason that I found it really confronting is because I had a lot of fear around investing in myself. And so I'm going to talk about, when I talk about investing, I'm just going to run through some things that I would be talking to you about while referring to it. So you can invest in yourself by learning a new skill. So it might be learning how to play tennis. It might be doing singing lessons. It might be going to do an, a course online to know how to do your accounting better or to get a coach. Um, it could developing yourself anyway, personally or professionally. Um, you could invest in yourself by honoring your intuition and just going, you know what? Like I feel a pull to go join this, this group or this team or whatever it may be. Um, A huge way to invest in yourself is by really calling out your creative skills. So you could start cooking more painting, um, doing singing lessons or music or playing an instrument. You could do gardening. Um, You could invest in yourself by planning travel adventures. Uh, You could learn how to build your confidence. That's a huge thing that like is worth investing in yourself around. You could invest in yourself by reading a book, by exercising, by attending a seminar or a workshop. You could invest in yourself by realizing and putting a stake in the ground around your health and how important your health is. So investing in yourself comes in all sizes, shapes, and forms. Some things cost nothing. Some things cost a lot. Um, you know, biggest investment you will ever make is, is looking for people to be on your side, having coaches and mentors, um, and then another thing that I love, which I've, I've done a few of my bucket list items, but I've, I've got this thing of like, everyone should be taking time to invest in this way is in, in checking off bucket list items before you get the news, you've got cancer like now today, um, on my birthday earlier this year, I got taken hot air ballooning and it was the most phenomenal morning. It was just so beautiful. It was beyond words, beautiful. And, you know, I came back and everyone was like, how was it? And I was like, you must do it. Yes, it costs a lot, but like if you saved a dollar a day for a year, you could go do it. Right. So I'm all about the reverse engineering, (laughs) but, um, I feel like I had such a good point and then I went on a tangent, but I will get back to it. But yeah, I think, um, and going to concerts, like I love live music. I love watching artists. I love being in the thick of a mosh pit. I love the excitement. So investing in myself in things that I loved, used to love doing that I don't do anymore. So those are the types of things I'm referring to when I'm talking to you about investing in yourself. But some of the, some of the little things like the health or the reading or a bit of exercise, that's where it starts. So if you're like, well, Jess, this is great, but I'm never going to get a coach or I'm not going to go do a big course on, you know, a big seminar or workshop on something because I just don't have the money. Number one, the money thing's an excuse. I'll, I'll get onto that later. But number two, um, you start where you can start, right? 
So if you if you want to show up for yourself and you want to say, you know what, for the next, you know, four months before the end of the year or whenever, for the next six months, I'm going to work and focus on investing in myself. And the first things I can do are the cheap things, are the free things. Like I can read, I can focus on my health, I can exercise, invest time in myself. You start there and then it can grow and grow and grow. But yeah, so when I first started to invest in myself, I remember there was there was lots of different things I wanted to do. And at that time, I didn't have any structure around my finances. So we didn't save and we didn't follow the wealth principles that I follow now or that our family follows and that a lot of our friends and most of my clients will follow as well because I'm like, you need to have your money in order. But at the time when I started to really look at investing in myself, the first thing was well, after I had Scarlet was, you know, I wanted to be a PT and I invested money into that. And it it was something that at the time we didn't really have the money to do. It wasn't really something that was affordable. And, you know, there was many other things that came along. You know, I invested in a course to teach me how to be a coach, um, be a better coach. You know, I've invested in so many things. I, you know, I, I think, I think now to date, I'd be up around the 40 to $50,000 in how much I've spent so far on investment on myself in just in my personal and professional development. So that's just in learning. Um, I don't say that to impress anybody. And I don't say that to be like, let's play the comparison game. And I, I fully intend like, I can tell you now that my personal development account, so I have accounts that I have moved money around. The money I earn, I put back into myself 25% of what I earn. So, you know, there's tax, there's business savings, there's personal savings, there's fun money, there's bills. But a quarter of what I earn goes back into my personal development, personal and professional development, which might sound like a lot to a lot of people. Um, but what I've found is that most people, when they, when they go to invest in themselves, when they want to invest, they do one of two things. Like the first thing they do is subconsciously they go, I'm not worth it. No, shouldn't do that. I should put that money for the kids or, oh, my husband probably won't let me anyway. Or, oh, I probably shouldn't be able to take that time off work or, Oh, it's a bit bit selfish of me to want to travel on my own, go to that retreat or, oh no, you know what? I'm actually deep down subconsciously just fucking scared, just scared. So people will stop taking action for the pure fact that they're shit scared of the outcome. And most of people are scared of failing. Number one, they're scared of failing or they're scared of success. Both are equally as scary Um, because I remember feeling this way. I remember like going to the course, this one course in particular that was about becoming a better coach and, oh, it pushed my buttons back then. It wouldn't now, but it did back then because I was like, oh, my God, if they make me do role plays, I'm not, I do not want to do that. And then um, I was like in my mind, And, you know, to be honest, I didn't feel like I had a lot of support from the people around me at that time, but I made it happen. I earned the money and I fucking paid for it. It was a couple of grand, a few grand, whatever it was. Um, Again, I remember at the time it being so much money and I was like, (gasps) like, if I don't make this a success, that's all that money's going to be gone. And oh my God, like seriously. Um, the self-doubt and the fear of failing was fucking killing me. I was sitting there in that room thinking, my God, if they make me speak, if they make me role play, and they were going to do that. Um, but more importantly, I felt that I didn't have the support of the people around me, but the truth was I didn't have the support from myself. I had a really low self-worth back then, um, lower than it is now for sure. And I was like, what if I do this whole thing and then I come out and I'm still not a better coach? Oh my God. The what if like 
I'm not smart enough. What if I'm not good enough? What if I can't remember the information? And so the idea of investing in myself scared me. It really scared me. And then I kept doing more investment. I kept spending more money on myself. And I remember one of the biggest kind of jumps and leaps of faith that I had made was like a, well, as a, as a family and everything that I've done to date, it's like $75,000 that we've spent. And wow, that sounds like a lot of money. (laughs) I think at first it was 25 and then we just added and added and did more things. And, And all of these things are helping me become the best coach and mentor. These are getting me qualified in some really cool stuff that you guys are going to be wanting to know a ton more about down the track. The thing is though, is that at the time when I was really starting to invest, what I had to do is I had to ask for help. So if you're a parent, um, a mom especially, but if you want to invest time in yourself, number one, whether it's just time to go to the gym or whether it's time to go and be creative and do something like painting or gardening or whatever it is, whether it's to invest in your health and you need to go learn something or go shopping or you need to spend money on organic produce going to a bucket list item, building confidence, whether it's investing in yourself, in your personal development or your professional development or hiring a business coach or a mentor, going to a retreat, you're going to have to ask for help. And people hate asking for help. I, I've got to be honest. I remember when I was really getting into all of this stuff and it was like, it felt like every second weekend, all the time, I was like, oh, hey, mum, dad, can you guys babysit the kids? Oh, I need to go here. So can, like, I remember, and I talked about this in one of my episodes where I missed like the school fate or whatever it was. And I remember the guilt um, because I was investing in myself and the way I was conditioned was that investing in yourself wasn't a priority getting through the day was a priority. Just being a happy family was a priority, but there was never a priority on investing in yourself. And so at a lot of times it became quite uncomfortable for me. And they got a state, I got to a stage where I was like, I need more help because my, my parents and Ryan's mom and the people around us just weren't, weren't available. And it was pushing them. And and then I started feeling guilty. And I, to be honest, I started feeling really judged. And then I still wanted to go out and like have date night. And I definitely think, and, you know, I'm sure people around me are like, no, we're always happy to help. And I know that, that my family love me. And, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be a point where you feel like, oh, they're, they're like thinking, Jess, how much more, like, haven't you already done a course? Like, did that one not work? <laughs> Why are you doing another one? <laughs> oh my God. As I say that, I'm just like, I could just picture people thinking that you're doing another thing. Um, but the, pro- the, the problem there and what, where that lied was around being scared to ask for help. And that is something that is crazy because I know that if you went to someone who loved you like a year later and you said, you know what, a year ago, I really wanted to go do this thing. And I just didn't know how to make it happen. And I thought about asking you for help, but you know what? I just didn't want to put you out. I didn't want you to judge me. And I thought that you might be laughing behind my back because I'm going to try and go do something for me. And so what I did is instead of asking you and instead of just being really vulnerable and raw and honest, instead of doing any of that, what I did is I just assumed you wouldn't help me. And so now for the last year, I've been living in a space of regret. I've been living in a place of feeling anxious and feeling a bit sad and feeling really lost. And I've been living in a place where I'm resenting my kids and where I'm not, I can't look myself in the mirror because I hate the person staring back at me. And I'm living in this place and you know what? The run, One of the biggest reasons why I'm here is because I just couldn't get the guts to ask for help. Even though I know you love me, even though I know 
you probably would have said yes. That's heavy. (laughs) Like if you did not just get goosebumps like I did, like even saying that, it just, oh man, it makes me want to cry. But it honestly, like it, it makes me feel emotional because I was in that space for so long. I was in that space where I wouldn't ask for help. Whereas now it takes a lot of work, guys. Like I'm not telling you this is easy, but it takes a lot of work to get to a space where you're like, you know what? I'm worth it. I don't need to justify why. Like I remember one day um, we were, and my girlfriend who's, who knows this or my girlfriends who know this story, if they listen, they'll be like, oh, they're talking about me. Um, but we wanted to do hot yoga and my friend's like, no, I'll get my hubby to come over and he'll look after the kids. And I'm like, for yoga, are we really able to get babysitters for yoga? But you know what? We needed that yoga session. Like it, I nearly passed out and I did get a bottle of wine on the way home. That's funny actually, because we did hot yoga and I was like, so healthy. I'm so glowing. Look at me. And it literally like, you know, your head after hot yoga is red, like your cheeks are red and <laughs> you can't wear much clothing. So, cause it's hot, right? So you I'm in my car. I've got no makeup on. I'm literally like wet dripping. My hair's all wet and in a little ponytail. I've got this little crop top on. I've got my, my high-waisted gym gear on and it's all colorful. <laughs> it's like out there. And I go through the drive-through, like the drive-through bottle or bottle shop. And I got asked for ID. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, seriously, I'm 35. Like I didn't say that, but I'm thinking this yoga must be doing something good for me. But now I'm about to go fuck it up and drink a bottle of wine. And then I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, did you know on the way home from yoga that I got asked for ID at the bottle shop? And she's like, you did what? you went to hot yoga and then on the way home you went to the bottle and I was like, I know I suck. <laughs> oh man. And you got a babysitter to let you have an hour off life. Fuck. That's intense. But the truth was I needed it and I needed to ask for help. And so my number one suggestion when you, when it comes to investing in yourself guys is be real with who you are. Be real and okay with asking for help. Know that you're worth it. And, you know, have have some hard conversations with the people around you and say, look, the next four to five months or the next year, I've got to do some stuff for me. And I'm just wondering if you could be someone to help me if I ever get stuck. And, you know, doing things for me may be needing to go work out because my husband travels a lot. I'm like, I don't know, 30 to 40 weekends a year on my, on my own here. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like saying on my own, he's away 30 to 40 weekends of the year. So do I use that as an excuse or do I just fucking get out of my own way? Like, it's so simple guys. If you're a single parent, you've got this problem half of your life. If depending on what your arrangements are and how much you share your kids, But see, for me, I have them all the time. And so I've had to ask for help. I've had to, because otherwise I would be going crazy by now. Um, I also know that if I ask for help, then it opens the door for people to ask me. And so I'm always like, yeah, drop the kids over. Let me have the sleepovers and do all the things because it gives other people opportunity to breathe. And so, you know, you might have to say to some people around you, look, I need to start doing some stuff for me. I need to start investing in myself. And this means, you know, maybe just once a month, I wouldn't mind on a Sunday afternoon having one or two hours to walk in the shop by myself or to go do a cooking class or to go paint or to book an art class or to go to yoga, walk the hill, walk Burley Hill, I'm thinking of. But, you know, it is really like in this game of life and this game of personal and professional development, like it is really about stepping out of comfort zones and it is really a lot, has got a lot to do with recognizing what's going on for you when you're having struggle. So it's not just the money thing, right? The money thing's a whole nother issue. 
But asking for help and knowing like, yeah, I can see here I'm getting into a place of fear. Something's getting in my way here. I need to assess this and get where I'm at. Really fucking important. And then number two is ask for help. Like, do you know how much people will respect you if you're like just having that conversation? Way more than doing nothing and being like a shell of a person because you haven't you haven't done anything for yourself in 10 years, right? Um, so that's my, that's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> um, but the, the final thing I want to talk to you guys about, and this is a bit of a pointy subject and people don't like talking about money. And, you know, I, I mentioned how much I've invested just in, in the last probably year or so. Um, but what I want to talk to you guys is about money. So a lot of people really have this BS bullshit story or belief system that they like, to be, um, to, to hold on to. Um, it's really comfortable to hold on to bullshit. Like people love it. They're constantly like, you know what? I just don't have any money. Now I have clients. I have people that I work with. I talk to them about their money and they start by saving a dollar a week. So if you're telling me you can't, I'm sorry, but you are fucking wrong. You are wrong. You can't because you choose not to. That's a correct statement. You can't because you're holding on to a bullshit story. That's a correct statement. But saying you can't get out of bed and move your body in the morning, bullshit. Saying you can't save, bullshit. So I'm just putting it out there. I love you guys. I say this with a warm hug and a beautiful smile on my face, but you have to own your shit, number one, because you do not want to get to the age of 65 or 55 go to the doctor one day and they say, you know what, honey, you've got breast cancer or you've got diabetes or you need to have heart surgery or worse, like drop dead. This is things that happen. I hate being so morbid, but it's true. So you don't want to have that happen and then be like, you know what? The one thing I regret is that I haven't done and gotten out of my own way is that I've scapegoated my own worth is that I've told the world I'm not fucking worthy. I'm less than, I'm not as good as the rest of them. They all deserve things and I don't, and I don't know how to make it happen. I don't have the skills. I don't have the know-how. No one's here to help me. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Trust me. The clients that I've worked with, I have had people who have saved for months just to be able to afford one coaching call with me. And they're on a dollar a week saving plan because they just can't afford anything else. Like, so don't tell me that you can't just tell me that you're just either say I'm sitting with my excuses or you know what? I'm just too lazy to do it (laughs) or you own it and you go out and you get stuff done. Right. So this money issue comes up a lot and it's not just with my clients or with people that want to work with me. It's, it's everywhere yet. We're still buying online bullshit clothes. You know, we're buying makeup products we don't need. We're getting hair done too often. We're, we're getting all the easy stuff. We're going to the cafe every weekend We're we're buying takeaway coffee. Like seriously, guys, it, I, you can tell I've got to hang up with coffee, right? I just think it's so ridiculous that people just buy so much takeaway coffee. I'm like, seriously, you, you don't even know how much you spend. I, um, I did it once. I was like, it's about $1,200 a year. I'm going to just do it because I love reverse engineering stuff. So if the coffee's $450, which it normally is nowadays, it used to be like $280 to $350. But now because we've got skinny almond latte with extra coconut sugar and whatever, let's just say $450 times $365. It's $1,600 a year. So $450 times $300 because we don't get coffee every day, right? It's $1,300 a year. Now that coffee, that coffee addiction, that coffee habit, that BS story you're telling yourself of that you deserve that coffee, but you don't deserve a holiday or you don't deserve a bucket list item once a year, or you don't deserve the art classes or the books you want to read or a coach or a retreat or a workshop or a holiday I mean, you guys, you've got to get, you've got to get clear around where your excuses are lying. And I say this with love, but the money thing can be a real issue for people. And so number one, I want you guys to know that 
I have continually recommended the guys that I worked with to get my money in order. And I love talking to people about it now. MJB seminars, master mind and money. Google it. They do talks all over Australia. You can buy their online stuff. And I teach, um, you know, what I've learned as well, uh, to all of my one-on-one coaching clients, if they have questions around it. But the thing is guys, is that when it comes to money, you need to learn how to reverse engineer what you're doing and you need to be very clear and certain with what your goals are. And so if you're like, I want to invest in myself and I want to do this, this, and this, how much money do I need? And so you might say, okay, well, I think I need in the next year, I need $5,000. Maybe that might be, that might be what you think you need. Um, now if I was good at maths or if I cared to be good at maths, I would be able to figure this out, but it's about a hundred dollars a week, right? Ooh, it's $96, 15 a week. If you want five grand for the year to spend on yourself, which I think is reasonable. I want, I want a hundred grand a year to spend on myself. We'll see when I, when I get there, (laughs) but I'm just putting it out there because the way I thought five years ago to the way I think now is vastly different. And the only reason that my thought processes have changed and evolved is because I've invested in myself is because I've hung out with people and I've paid people that are doing what I want to do, that are living the way I want to live, that have done things are smarter. No, not smarter, have educated themselves more or a little bit one step ahead. And I've gone, tell me, show me, let me learn off you. Right. It's just like, if you don't know how to cook, you find someone who knows how to cook and you ask them, can I attend a cooking class with you? You want to learn how to play the trumpet? Go find someone. Play the piano? Go find someone. You want to get slim? You go hire a PT. You want to improve your mindset and learn how to save money? You want an exceptional life? You want to start a business? You need someone to coach you on how to run a successful business that starts doubling and tripling and quadrupling their money every year? Go find someone who knows what to do. Pay them to teach you, right? So you start with, I need a a couple of grand. And then it starts getting to like, I need five grand a year. So it's about a hundred dollars a week. So then you ask yourself, well, where can I save a hundred dollars a week? Or what do I do to make that money? For a lot of people, it's simple. It's four hours extra work a week. Like if you're getting paid 25 an hour, right? For some people I know that are hairdressers, it's one extra client a week. Um, Maybe even 0.5 of a client. If you, you know, I mean, I spend a couple of hundred dollars on my hair easily, Um, if you're a nail tech, it's one or two sets of nails a week, (laughs) um, massage therapist, like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at, right? Or maybe it's not how much more work can I do? It's how, where else can I stop wasting money? So you go through your bank statements and you start looking at where you've wasted money and you start being real with yourself. You stop buying the takeaway coffee. You, you figure out a way to have to get your hair done less per year because you're spending too much. And, sorry, hairdressers, I'm not trying to, (laughs) you know, but, or you don't go to the breakfast every weekend. You instead you do a cook up at home, which costs you a quarter of the amount. Um, you find ways when you, when you feel like you're worth it, right? You find ways when you feel like you're worth it. So reverse engineering is really important. It's something that I've been teaching for ages. It's something that I've been doing for ages. Um, And I think the money issue, if you've got problems with money, you've got to realize it's your worth. You've got to realize that you are, you are telling yourself you're not worth it. If you're telling yourself you can't afford it because we live in an abundant country like, Oh yeah, we do. We know that we're not stupid. We have roads with curbs and traffic lights and unlimited opportunity. Plus we have the internet, right? So let's not get distracted by the internet. Let's not keep buying shit off Instagram, like the shitty dresses and the makeup and the fucking decals for the walls and all the crap that keeps popping up, the fancy things that we feel we need because the girl with 20,000 followers has it for her kids. And now I need it. Like, trust me, I'm the biggest tight ass. My kids literally wear average clothing most of the time. I just bought a really cool t-shirt for Scarlett and I think it was $39 and I questioned myself. 
Um, so I am a tight ass. I am a serious tight ass. I love nice things for myself because I know I'm not going to get bigger or smaller anytime soon. I'm not going to shrink or grow or whatever, but guys, be serious around what you're spending. Like, think about it. If you're spending too much on your kids, they don't even know it because you, it's making you feel good temporarily. You've got to start assessing and you've got to go, well, where do I want to invest? So recognize a couple of things. If it's a money issue, how can I reverse engineer it? If it's a money issue, where do I grow my self-worth? What limiting beliefs and bullshit stories am I holding on to here that is causing me to believe that we don't have the money? Because everyone has money. It's just about where you're spending it. And I know you, I'm going to get backlash for that, but it's true. And if you ever want to talk to me about it, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Not only that is where, where does my fear lie around investing in myself what excuses am I ho- am I holding on to or am I running with? And then how do I transform this? Because you guys have got four months left of this year. You guys, anything can happen in six to 12 months, anything. I've done it. Anyone can do it. I've transformed my life. I can't wait to be speaking to you in a year's time, talking to you about what I've done then. But the only way I've ever done anything good for myself is I've got around people that know more than me. I've invested in myself in every sense of the word. And I have decided to role model to my children what I want them to do. So I think I'm going to leave it there for today. I was thinking I did not know where this was going. Um, Well, I did. Come on, Jess. I did. But I was like, I didn't put many notes down and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say and how intense this is going to get. But I hope I hope you've enjoyed it. And what I hope you gain from this is really just a solid knowing. Jess has been where I've been. Jess and many other people that are in my shoes that are doing things that I'm doing that seem successful, that are successful We all have struggles. We all have the times when we're just like, this stuff isn't working. And I just remember those moments when I had to push through and when I was like, I don't want to ask anyone for help again. I'm doing it too often. I've got to stop putting myself first. My kids are missing me. And I've gone, no, hell for leather. I need to do what I need to do for me. Investing in myself is important because people who invest in themselves go further. It's not just an inspirational quote. It's the truth. Have a beautiful day. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.